0: All right, Nika and Natalie, um, what is your favorite anti-corporate Christmas gift?
1: Buying art from an artist.
2: I thought of the same thing. Often me and Nika, since we're artists, make art for our family, and I think that's my favorite and personal go-to. Yeah, or
1: when people make their own clothes. I really like to buy handmade clothes or hand-printed clothes t-shirts i think that's a great gift like from a local print
2: shop here's the other thing about handmade art is even if you're not an artist and you give someone a handmade thing they're gonna love it because it's like they know you and it's like a personal kind of creation and it's like it can be not beautiful but energy you've invested in that is what counts you know
1: rocks from (laughs) rocks shops Or like a
0: paper plate with like macaroni.
1: (laughs) That is special indeed. When we were kids, um, we were obsessed with Beanie Babies. And our mom (laughs) would only buy us a Beanie Baby if we made her a Beanie Baby first. And she has this collection of all of these really awful beanie babies that we <laughs> made as children that are filled with kitty litter and popcorn and beans. Beans,
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Like real beans. One of them has sand in it, yeah. and they're like very poorly That's... sewn. It's very cute. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you? He is a boy. I'm Jeff Bezos. He's very thin. I'm sure tomorrow. <laughs> so don't like Bezos
0: Welcome to Prime Eval Podcast, the podcast where we talk about uh, how much we hate Amazon and why you shouldn't shop at Whole Foods.
2: This week we're going to be talking about the Amazon Whole Foods merger or acquisition and um, why Whole Foods is also problematic.
0: So I have some Amazon news. I found this story. It came out today. Amazon ridiculed on Twitter for error reunifying Ireland. Is from The Guardian. And apparently a guy in Northern Ireland was trying to watch rugby. And um, he uh, emailed Amazon tech support or he contacted them on Twitter and said that he couldn't watch uh, rugby. And uh, they say... Uh, thank you for that information we apologize but upon reviewing your location you're in northern ireland rugby autumn nations cup coverage is exclusively available to prime members based in the uk we don't have rights to other territories this man chris jones responds northern ireland is part of the uk (laughs) which it is so anyway i thought that was funny and then later on amazon says hi there we apologize for the troubles referring to watching rugby but the troubles are what they called like the bombings in northern ireland
2: oh my god
0: (laughs) so anyway just just for fun good stuff there nothing too uh nefarious but uh, another headline fired amazon worker files discrimination lawsuit over pandemic conditions and that's from november 12th 2020 and so uh this is from reuters in a proposed class action uh filed in brooklyn federal court Christian Smalls alleged Amazon failed to provide needed protective gear to its predominantly minority workforce, subjecting them to inferior working conditions than its mainly white managers. Uh, New York Attorney General Letitia James, who is also, I'm cutting in here, she's also uh, responsible for some of the suits against Alex Jones and um, uh, Brian Colfage, uh, two separate things, but, you know, right-wing grifters, so... The three things I know about her seem pretty cool. She wrote to Amazon later in April, expressing serious concern it was trying to silence c- critics of its health and safety measures. So Christian Smalls is the guy who was fired uh, from a Staten Island uh, fulfillment center. And uh, so apparently he's brought a suit to federal court. So I guess wow. we'll see what happens there.
2: Yeah, I've, I've heard about several groups that are organizing um, against Amazon, and there's some... Some of them seeking funding to for court fees and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I right. mean, uh, good for them. Someone's doing <laughs> something. So, any uh, so the last headline I have is Amazon announces first fulfillment center in Republic, Missouri. That was on uh, November fifth, twenty twenty, and from their uh, website, Amazon.com Incorporated announced plans to open its first fulfillment center in Republic, Missouri. The new fulfillment center, which is anticipated to launch in 2021, will rec- will create over 500 new full-time jobs with industry-leading pay and comprehensive benefits starting on day one. And you know, according to a lot of estimates, this will also destroy one to three times as many jobs, so 500 to 1,500 uh, lost jobs possibly. Um, but have you ever? You guys are in St. St. Louis or St. Yeah. Louis. <laughs>
2: It autocorrected to St. Uh, Lupus earlier. We're in oh, St. Yeah. Louis. <laughs> just...
0: Do you know where uh, Republic, Missouri is? It has about 17,000 people. And it's not far from the best city in Missouri. Wait. Uh, which is... Any any guesses on what the best city in Missouri the is? St. Louis, Louis, obviously. No, it's Branson. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what? It's down by Branson. You're it's wrong. by Springfield. So. I'm like, <laughs> Kansas City? Uh, oh, Branson never even...
2: It's the best. We should go. Let's take a drive.
0: Oh, yeah. So, I've actually been to Jeff City. That's kind of a nice... I mean, it's got a cool theater downtown, which is probably out of business now. But
2: Yeah, like all theaters. Whatever.
0: Cool. That's all for news. And I wanted to ask... We wanted to start doing this with guests. Nika, uh, could you introduce yourself? And also... Describe your relationship uh, with Amazon and what it's been like in the in the past.
1: So my name is Nika Alsup, and I am Natalie's older sister, well, one of her older sisters, and I'm an artist living in St. Louis. I'm from Austin, Texas, and I grew up going to Whole Foods, and our mom was a avid Whole Foods person like just one of those huge hippies that wants to shop there exclusively um, until the Amazon until the Amazon merger she didn't want to shop there anymore and because of her influence on me I also hate Amazon and her influence on Natalie uh, we all hate Amazon because <laughs> they put all of these small businesses out and they just they're too big. They take too much. They're a huge carbon footprint. I've learned too much about them to keep supporting them. And so it makes me not want to shop at Whole Foods either because they're owned by Amazon. Is that it? That's a good intro, yeah. right? Okay.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, do you remember what the last thing you bought from Amazon was? Um, if, if ever. So
1: I rented a movie on Amazon... That's the last purchase, it's like $3 or something. And it's hard because a lot of times the movie that I wanna watch is only available on Amazon or I have to
0: pirate it. Amazon Prime Video has great selection which is a shame
1: <laughs> yeah and i i have a netflix account and a lot of times the movie i want to watch isn't on there so um it was kind of embarrassingly recent because i really wanted to watch synecdoche new york by charlie kaufman and the only place i could find yeah. it was amazon <laughs> <laughs>
2: but otherwise otherwise you like otherwise, you don't I buy, don't stuff, buy stuff
1: from them yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I went to a double feature of... It was like after Philip Seymour Hoffman died and saw Schenectady in New York and uh, Happiness by Todd Salon's back-to-back. And I don't know if you've seen that movie, but...
1: Uh, I have. That's so hard to Charlie watch.
0: The movie made me feel... Way worse than happiness. Did.
1: Really, so. I would.
2: Um, it it's definitely long and I mean, like interesting, but it's heavy and long for sure. I loved
1: it. I kept being yeah, like, I hope this movie me... never ends.
2: <laughs> it's a metaphor for uh,
1: life. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Do to their own for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was talking about this with Natalie, where I view shopping like at Amazon or Whole Foods or anywhere, like I view vegetarianism, where it's like. Do your very best if there's a situation where you need to have a little bit of bacon and a salad or something. Like, you're not a hypocrite. If you need to rent a movie that you want to see, like, that's okay. But just be aware of what you're supporting and try your best not to shop there. And I don't think that anyone needs to be like, I'm never doing one thing, which I wish I could be. But I also think that it's just too difficult to um, never shop it. Whole Foods, for example, because they're the only place that sells this specific cheese that I like. I mean, there's just, sure. I'm kind of a hypocrite on it, but I think that we need to take baby steps to wean ourselves from these companies. Well,
2: and also paying attention to, like, ending something like Whole Foods makes room for other com- competitors to actually compete with them and provide this one type of cheese that you want. Like, why is Amazon the only proprietor in a city, or... Whole foods. It's just, yeah, so that's kind of a bigger problem. Than, sure.
0: Yeah, I've, I've thought for a long time that if people didn't think that they had to be, like, a vegan and, like, be strict about it, like, a lot more people would be willing to eat vegan food.
2: Yeah, exactly. You can yes. kind of, yeah, you can do it in steps. And it, it, it does make a big change, even if you're just starts with awareness you know
1: well all or nothing isn't a healthy way to live Mm -hmm. with anything um but like i had this friend who's a vegetarian but she would still do collagen and there's this other girl that was like oh you're a hypocrite it's like
2: girl like just
1: let her eat some collagen, she doesn't <laughs> eat meat generally. Like, why? That's not hypocritistic. Well, yeah.
2: <laughs> and simultaneous with that argument is like, you must be really unhealthy because you're not eating any animal products, you're missing all these other things. Whatever, everyone's a hypocrite, just accept it and do your best. That's yeah, the bottom line, sure. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to know what you thought
1: Amazon. Like what do you think Amazon paid for Whole Foods? Well, first, it, unless you already know that number, I was just curious he did, what he,
2: does he know that they sold like
1: he knows he that, that you okay Well Ruth, that's he, <laughs>
2: for the podcast we started that
1: like, You know that Amazon bought Whole Foods, right? Like that's yeah. that's common yeah. knowledge. I, I was
0: aware <laughs> of that when it I, I yeah, I, I remember when it happened and I didn't think too I mean I was disappointed but I, I didn't think too much of it, I guess. I don't know. But, Did, were
1: you a Whole Foods shopper? Like, do you have a Whole Foods history?
0: I I felt like they were kind of... I liked to go to Sprouts and there's a place... Um, I don't think it's in Utah. I, I don't know. There's a place called Natural Grocers, which yeah, just that's in Utah. have great, like, store brand. They use, like, ridiculous plastic packaging. Like, they don't really have a great bulk section, but they've got really good trail mixes and stuff. So if I wanted, like, some fancy natural food i'd go there otherwise i'd go to winco because they have good prices and good bulk sections so yeah I, whole foods always seemed like you're paying a premium for being in it, a whole it foods. just seemed like as as <laughs> no. as de- gentrifying as like the preeminent gentrifier you know it just felt that way yeah and totally
2: so. it's like you just you pay extra just because it's got the word whole foods on the front mm-hmm. and who knows yeah. why else yeah
1: well, I want to go mm-hmm. back to that because that's a really interesting point about it. But um, so, what did what does your experience with Whole Foods like? So you're saying you didn't shop there a whole lot anyway, and now you definitely don't.
0: Yeah, I I thought it was a little weird. Like, I'm not strict vegetarian. I mean, I eat vegetarian most of the time, but like, I thought it was weird that they would sell pretty much all kinds of seafood, and like, you know, it seemed like they didn't have any real like stance on like overfishing or like factory farming or anything. I don't know. I haven't like looked at their supply chain, but it seems like a lot of it was for show. That that's just kinda of what it what I what it appeared like to me. I did like, um, you know, they they had cool stuff there, like good snacks, <laughs> you know, stuff that you can't buy at Ralph's or whatever, but uh but I thought I don't know. One time my dad and I went there, my dad um is celiac you uh, can't eat gluten and uh, found this really good batter that you could bread, you could fry stuff in and uh, it was made from yam flour so we were looking for that and Whole Foods didn't carry that so we were very uh, disappointed <laughs> that yeah, like that's what they're good for is selling stuff like that and they can't even handle it. For sure. Yeah the
2: perception is that they have a ton of options for like these kind of niche dietary restrictions or, or desires yeah.
1: And for us, we grew up going to Whole Foods. We didn't go to the first Whole Foods. That was, I listened to the This Is How I Built This with John Mackey. It's another really awesome podcast. Um, But so John Mackey founded Whole Foods and he started it in like a house. And it was this, you know, kind of dirty co op from the sound of it that not many people went to. And then it, he got a, you know, invest in some investors to start whole foods. And so we went to like the first legitimate whole foods, what was called old foods. It was in a storefront and, um, You know, our mom and dad really liked to shop there because they could trust that anything that they bought there would be not having hydrogenated oils in it or high fructose corn syrup, that it would be a healthy thing. And it was a, you know, a health food store. And I remember not liking going there because they didn't even sell candy or sugar cereal. (laughs) And I was like, where's the Lucky Charms and the gummy worms? But they they didn't even have that. And then it changed a lot um, over the years. And they started selling... You know, things with sugar and cake and that kind of thing. Um, But Mm. so my experience of it is that it was our grocery store. Like we used to go there for groceries and then it got bought by Amazon. But I think that it started changing before Amazon bought it. And that's something that we'll go into a little further. But I just wanted to know if you had any idea of what Amazon bought Whole Foods for like a price.
0: Like I remember glancing at the script and seeing billion, I I wouldn't have even guessed that much, and I don't recall the exact numbers, so I'm gonna say like nine billion, but I probably would have guessed less than that had I not seen the script. So
2: yeah, Natalie guessed a million. No, I guessed (laughs) first. I was like, I don't know, a million, and I was like, no, probably a billion at least. At least ten bucks, you know, like at least a (laughs) hundred.
1: So, (laughs) so the, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Well, the answer is 13.7 billion, which is a big number. Mm -hmm. And then I had another backup question to that. So what percent of that price do you think was for speculation of future growth? And what percent was paid for the real assets and actual current value? So,
0: <laughs> it's kind if of you big could, question. if
1: you could, like attribute percentages to what you think. So, if someone was like just buying Whole Foods based on the assets, and then how much would be yeah. for the speculation of future growth?
0: I would bet. I would bet that uh, the percentage of speculation would be pretty high. Like, I don't know. Like forty percent.
1: Okay, and then the rest is is So sixty percent cur- would be based on the actual value of the assets. So
2: like capital, like buildings and equipment and yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah so it's pretty different. So seventy percent of the price was paid for future growth and thirty okay. percent was the actual <laughs> like reverse value. almost <laughs> Yeah. Which it seems I, mean, I should have really guessed that
0: because I mean I should have guessed it would be more than half because every, like, our whole economy is based on, like... Speculation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a huge speculation. That's $9 billion just for speculation. It's just a lot. Yeah.
2: I wonder what is typical, though. Is 70-30 a typical split? But it just seems... That was
1: difficult to research. Yeah. It's all... It was difficult to research because it's all over the map, what people pay for things, especially in these big numbers with these huge corporations.
0: And Whole Foods is trendy, and Amazon, despite all like sense, is trendy. Like we talked about the fact that like Taylor Swift was willing to do a show for Amazon last for year. So their Prime like, for their Prime. Somehow day. people think they're cool. Yeah. So like, if if any of that news leaked, I imagine that alone could make the speculation go off the charts. But anyway. I don't think Winco would sell for that. Much. <laughs> 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 I don't know what Winco is. They're
2: an they're an amazing employee owned grocery store with like an, a huge bulk section. So
1: okay, yeah, plug Win, awesome.
0: Winco right
2: there. <laughs> yeah. a,
1: a SLC <laughs> thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, they're all over. I've never heard of them. It's usually I don't know. I think it's in the south mostly.
0: It's like a western state place. Oh
2: yeah. okay. Oh okay. Well,
1: anyway, um, do you know why Whole Foods sold to Amazon? Why they decided uh, to sell?
0: I have no idea why they would decide that. I can see why Amazon would want that, and I've read that they were interested in uh, expanding their, their own logistics network, so they were going to try, if I understood it properly, they were trying to make it easier to deliver food to people, and to own Whole Foods, they'd have that like logistics network covered. But I don't know why Whole Foods would decide to, to sell. That seems...
1: I know that's my so I had this assumption that Whole Foods was this really highly profitable business that seemed to be constantly growing and new grocery stores were popping up in all in cities all over the world. But, um,
0: yeah, there's one on Houston in New York. Like, I don't know how much they pay for rent, no idea, but they built a Whole Foods. And some of the most expensive real estate in America. So
1: Yeah, so the flagship store in Austin, Texas was this huge mammoth thing that had like a chocolate fountain and it was extravagant. It, just it was their seemed, headquarters. Yeah. So it had
2: to be super, had every yeah. little detail.
1: But so the thing is uh, Whole Foods was losing money and they were going to file for bankruptcy, which is really interesting to me. It did not seem like that was happening to them at all. Um, but we, according to a couple different websites that we were looking through. Um, and I can't cite a source here. I don't know why I didn't have that in here. Maybe it was from Wikipedia. That's why, um, but they had been seeing sales (laughs) drop and they were closing stores all over the United States. And yeah, I just, I had no idea.
0: I wonder if it's that the food that they actually sell is actually at a premium and that their their margins are, are less than, you know, conventional. I mean, if, if what they sell is, is worth that much more, and, like, mm. people weren't buying because they couldn't afford it.
1: Well, and they said that the loss of revenue was attributed to that other supermarkets were offering a similar experience. So, because Whole Foods did push, for example, Walmart to even have organic section in their store. Yeah. I mean, yeah. once Whole Foods a... started doing the organic supermarket everywhere and people saw that that was successful there's not a grocery store that i've been to that doesn't have that one funny section that's like the hardwood floors <laughs> and the gluten-free and like the and amy's soups and you know the organic section is in every supermarket now and they try to make it look like a whole foods in that one little part do you
2: know what i'm talking about yeah i totally do yeah. they have different lighting they got the floor and that yeah. pushed whole foods <laughs> out like it's, it's weird yeah it's well I also we also were reading that one of Whole Foods' major investors the Jaina partners were hmm. huge investors of Whole Foods and were kind of pushing them to sell and then weirdly right after they right after they sold to Amazon the Jaina partners sold off all of their shares which is like 16 million shares of Whole Foods so that's just kind of an interesting <laughs> we knew that the stock would yeah they go just like wanted to sell it at a, a high price because it's like peak yeah. cultural interest in health Foods stores so right
0: Sounds like they sort of dug their own grave.
1: (laughs) So do you, here's, here's another question then. Do you think that Whole Foods has become profitable since Amazon
2: bought it?
0: Everything I've read, which isn't much about Whole Foods in particular, but it sounds like they have had some success maybe at reducing their costs like having a more favorable supply chain i guess
1: well they're still not profit yeah they're still not profitable which surprised me it's still not profitable even though their sales have increased and according to the wall street journal The loss of profits is attributed to the Prime discounts. So they're just, they're doing too (laughs) many discounts to make a profit because of their Prime membership, (laughs) which is like hilarious
0: That's, man, the thing that kills local bookstores like these, uh, them selling books for below list price where, you know, no brick and mortar can compete. Sounds like they're they're undercutting themselves. Yeah. Here. <laughs>
2: Which makes me wonder, though, about because uh, we've read a bunch of things about how Prime is kind of the way that Amazon makes a lot of money, other than Amazon Web Services data mining, is by Prime membership. So maybe it was they did the math and said, oh, if we have a loss of buying Whole Foods, it'll still increase our membership interest or like people buying yeah. memberships and so yeah. they you know that they've done the math on this they're a giant corporation that like understands these things
1: one well, so the the Wall Street Journal report also said that so Amazon is aware and this is how it works. for example its profit hit 2.9 billion in the third quarter of 2018 where only a year earlier it was only 256 million so it's like they understand that they can lose some money up front and then in the long run make it back. I guess right through
2: prime membership. They're like, "Oh, we lost money buying Amazon, but it gained us all these prime memberships of Amazon shoppers who are just willing to overpay because it has or sorry, Whole Foods shoppers because they're willing to overpay because it has the name of Whole Foods and they're going to yeah. they're willing to buy in. And they can now take more data from this, this program of having people ch- willingly track their own grocery shopping and stuff like well, that. Well, that was the main
1: reason that Amazon bought Whole Foods was for data collection. They just wanted to understand <laughs> the type of customer that's paying triple prices for the same piece of food that you could get at any other supermarket. So they were just wanting yeah. to... So, like, why is it that some woman will buy a $3 apple from Whole Foods when the same apple is 50 cents at you know schnooks or h-e-b and that's the customer that they want to know about Mm -hmm. like why are you paying triple or whatever yeah so then i i had heard that whole foods was a franchise i think that it might have been a franchise before the acquisition i'm not sure But um, it turns out that Whole Foods is not a franchise, which surprised me that like every Whole Foods is owned and operated by Amazon and not by whoever owns and operates that Whole Foods. But like most chains are franchised. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like so McDonald's, for example, their franchise, McDonald's owns every single location that a McDonald's is in. They're actually the largest real estate company in the world.
0: Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Like, that's, it's like a huge part of their business model. But then I, I've always heard of McDonald's franchises. So the, can you explain that? Like, um, the difference between the franchise model and what Whole Foods is doing?
1: Sure. So with a franchise, you pay. So let's use McDonald's as an example. If you want to open a McDonald's, you rent the building. So you pay McDonald's rent. And then they take a percentage of sales. And Mm -hmm. with and then I don't understand in the franchising fee. And there's probably other fees like supply chain and advertising and different things like that. Um, yeah.
0: And I'm sure they have to follow all kinds of rules about, like, what items are available and, like, you know, I'm sure they're restricted somewhat and how much they can charge and stuff. What promotions
2: you can make and how many employees you can hire, whatever, yeah.
1: I heard this crazy story about how, so I have a friend whose mom owns 7 McDonald's, which is why I know so much about this, but her mom was saying that they released this shrimp salad it was maybe a decade ago, and it was so popular that it completely destroyed this one ecosystem. When they almost had this one species of shrimp go extinct. It was a really wild story. But it's just, when these huge <laughs> companies do stuff, they don't... I mean, it has such an environmental impact that you can't even imagine. Yeah.
0: Well, I just heard that they announced a meatless burger. And can you guess, if you haven't heard this, can you guess what they're going to call it?
1: Ooh, something like Impossible, but not like the
2: The, cro- the Un-Mac or something like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Those are way better. And I, I think it's from Beyond Meat. I think that's who they worked with. Oh, I like it's, Beyond. It's a unique... Yeah, well, and it's a unique... Apparently, it's supposed to mimic not, you know, beef, but McDonald's beef. <laughs> Interesting. So, but, uh, but they're calling it the McPlant the McPlant. Oh, that sounds awful. It's like a power plant. <laughs> it's, it's I don't know. The
2: they're so stupid. That's cool though.
1: I'm really happy that they're doing yeah, that. It's true. about time. Yeah.
2: They need to have all the, those options everywhere. Yeah, it's just they do. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I guess uh the managers of uh Whole Foods are not they're not locally owned and operated as, uh, as a McDonald's could be Well, and, to be, right?
1: Yeah, and that's something that, that we stumbled upon in our research is that the way that Whole Food, a single Whole Foods used to operate is that they would hire some people to find local things to supply their location with. So... We um, called them,
2: they used to call them foragers.
1: Yeah, foragers. So if, mm. if you lived in a city where this one little company makes this special hot sauce, the forager would find that hot sauce and they'd supply it in their store. So every location had its own foragers and would have its own local products. And now all of that is run by the headquarters in Austin. So there are some executives in Austin that make the choices for every single Whole Foods location, which makes it so that every Whole Foods location has less different items. So every Whole Foods is becoming more homogenous. It's pretty much all the same product in every store. There's less specialty items.
2: And the buyers from their store are way further removed from the local goods. They're just some, in some office in a different, completely different state and aren't in touch with any of the local varieties.
1: When we found this really interesting article about this company called Atlanta Fresh, and maybe Natalie wants to talk about what happened with them.
2: So this is something that I imagine happened a lot after this merger because of this different, like the shift in buying practices. And in particular, Atlanta Fresh got really screwed. They So right before the merger, they're like a small dairy farmer in Atlanta, Georgia, and they were providing dairy and yogurt and milk and stuff for many Whole Foods locations. And they had just signed a contract to provide 30,000 gallons of milk per week and got like a $500,000 loan from Whole Foods. And no. additionally, a $2 million loan to help from like a bank, I guess, to increase their production. Yeah. And so they were like committed to this seven-year contract with Whole Foods. And then the merger happened and Amazon was like, hmm, never mind about that. They just backed out of this and stopped carrying any of Atlanta Fresh's stuff on their on their shelves at all and subsequently caused Atlanta Fresh to close their doors. Like, they had to shut down because they were in so far of debt that they had committed to for this contract. And um, wow. it caused them to just go under, which is, like, the opposite of what Whole Foods... Their their mission statement is, or, you know, their mission is to support local companies and make it viable for small farmers to produce organic and high-quality stuff instead of these, like, CAFO companies producing dairy and meat. And then to just, like, turn around immediately after this merger and just undo all of these promises, just, it's, like, so typical. Yeah. <laughs> but also really tragic. And Atlanta Fresh was just one that we found, but I could imagine there's variations of this story just, like, rippling all around with Whole Foods after this merger.
0: Well, and I guess to show profitability or to reach their uh, shareholder goals and stuff, like, the drive for everyone is to, to reduce costs by, you know, economies of scale I guess. Yeah, they streamlined. Yeah, there's yeah. no way that that uh, like a guy that grows apples in Utah, like a specific variety that is rare. You know, if if Whole Foods was doing what they were saying that they were gonna do, they'd they'd stock those apples as many as he could supply, right? Regionally. To, You're not gonna put yeah. them in
2: every grocery store across the country because that kind of defeats the purpose of the buying local movement, which Whole Foods was like a proponent of and was really making changes towards like their buying practices were strict because of this like to to adhere to this ethic that just like flew out the window apparently at Whole Foods Market we believe in food that's naturally beautiful and fresh delicious and powerful and full of nutrients food that makes us nourished
1: and mighty
0: yeah. And connects and so, us like, to the natural Any of that world. beneficial like the stuff that's beneficial about that, I assume, would be like crop uh resilience and, you know, variety. Yeah. And farmer and resilience that, like Yeah, yeah. Well like yeah, spreading out uh, where money goes and you know, it's not just Monsanto or Yeah. You know, Driscoll's berries or something like being the only place to buy those things you know so. In-
2: increasingly so i'm reading that book monopolized and they have a whole section about farmers of america b- basically being operated by monopolies and they don't own their own equipment they can't even work on their own equipment because it's because of the way it's contracted you can't like yeah. if your john deere tractor fails you have to go pay somebody else and you don't own the yeah. seeds you can't save your own seeds like all of this is becoming monopolized which we see is a problem not only with monocrops but with how farmers can't make money. So
0: people in Idaho complain about John Deere not letting you work on your own tractor all the time. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous.
2: If you if you ha- oh, you should be able to own your own equipment and work on it <laughs> like anyway. So this is just another yeah. version of that which Whole Foods I think the principle of their existence was to kind of change that and then they, you know, corporation comes in and undermines your main goal.
0: Yeah, yeah, the goal now is to reduce margins. So
2: Yeah, exactly. It's no longer this ethical idea.
0: So I wanted to bring up,
2: once Amazon
1: bought Whole Foods, they cut all full-time employees to only 30 hours a week so that they wouldn't have to pay for their benefits, which just completely goes against Whole Foods' original mission of nourishing their employees and their clients, where... That's like what Walmart does. Like Walmart makes it so that they don't have to pay for your health care. I mean, it's just so despicable to me to change your complete business model because you're bought by Amazon. But anyway, now they have these random bag checks where they can just check your bag at any time to make sure you haven't stolen. And you're not allowed to store your items in your locker overnight. is just really strange it just doesn't seem like a whole foods thing yeah it's totally amazon just trying to streamline things and then we also wanted to talk about um (laughs) our shoplifting stories at whole foods um because that was something that you know every time i looked up anything about whole foods people were talking about how to shoplift from whole foods (laughs) And <laughs> like, for example, there was this entire article about how to hack Whole Foods, and it was like, there's forty dollar almonds and there's seven dollar almonds. Just use the code for the seven dollar almonds, or get a soup container. Doesn't have to be soup in there.
0: Person's <laughs> not gonna look like. Just
1: fill it with something else, so like <laughs> cosmetics and <laughs> olives, or yeah, um, and the hot yeah. bar. Like load up on things that cost more per pound than the hot bar costs and so there i just thought it was funny and i was wondering if you had any shoplifting stories or
0: you know as as much as i enjoy stories about like monkey wrenching and (laughs) you know things that don't hurt any you know individual worker i love that stuff but i've never shoplifted and maybe i'm Maybe I'm too much of a coward.
1: I'm the same way. I hate shoplifting, but I, I think that it's interesting. Natalie has a story about a friend. That I,
2: I have a friend who loves... I know somebody. Okay, I don't, whatever. They're not your friend? They're not my friend anymore. <laughs> Just kidding. I've you know heard of this person.
0: Like, uh, drug forums, they put someone who isn't me, swim. <laughs> right, so yeah. I didn't say that. Asking
2: for a friend. Yeah. No, somebody who I've, I've, heard I've heard of. I've heard of this person who is very brazen about shoplifting there. And they just like, you know, you can just carry in a container or like a a little basket and just pretend like you're shopping in it and then just walk out. And apparently they have a no confrontation policy. So I don't know, it's just like funny because just go in with a tote, fill it with stuff and leave or like walk out with a basket, a grocery basket full of items. And if you have the confidence, you can get away with it.
1: Well, and the reason so many yeah. people want to steal from Whole Foods is because it's so
2: expensive
1: and and sometimes
2: right. like tell us your story about researching the price of this protein powder at various locations well i I don't know how interesting that is, but anyway well, i an I example. buy
1: this protein powder, and i've everywhere every health food store I go to, I look for it, and I usually pay. At GNC, it's sixty dollars. At HEB, it's forty. Anyway, at Whole Foods, it's seventy dollars. And it's like, why is it almost double the price at this other store? Like, who is not checking these prices? They're just putting them in their cart, and like, how do you not pay attention to how much something is? And I think that's part of the why Amazon bought Whole Foods is they're researching the client that doesn't look for price they're match. They're not
2: price comparing. <laughs> they're just like, oh, that's the price. I guess I'll pay it. Whatever. I've got money. Yeah. And I think that's also, yeah, like you said, a reason for people to shoplift is they say, this is double the price. I don't want to pay that. I'm going to just steal it. And I know that Whole Foods can afford that or Amazon can afford somebody shoplifting from there. I've even seen some videos. There was this viral. There's some video going around of these guys, filming themselves shoplifting like a bunch of peanut butter and jelly and um, bread from Whole Foods, and then they went and made sandwiches and like gave them to homeless people, which is just kind of it's very Robin Hood. I don't know. It kind of I, saw I
1: thought it video. was kind of adorable. It was posted by Super Chief Gallery.
0: My anyway, yeah, I mean. There's a story about a woman who, I guess like a, a security guy at a at a Home Depot was chasing a guy out of the Home Depot, and a woman saw this in the parking lot and pulled out her gun and started shooting at the guy. Oh my god. <laughs> he was running with whatever he was taking, so chances are, you know, the most expensive handheld thing you could get at Home Depot would be what, like, uh you know, some kind of Milwaukee tool. Like, sure. couldn't you know, have been worth
2: your life tool, like, for sure. Bucks, good like, Lord.
0: <laughs> to, and this idiot, like it's hard to shoot a handgun. I, I'm certain she's not a good enough shot to, and, and it's ludicrous that anyone should deserve to die for a $200 yeah. drill. But like, yeah, the, the last thing I'd want to do is to make someone, some like cashier's job worse. Yeah. But like, I, I, I also don't think anyone should feel bad for stealing from hands.
2: Well, and so. I think that's why they have this no confrontation policy is because it can get dangerous. And right. this almost, yeah. I, I, we kind of haven't decided, but we researched this other element that is maybe a cool thing that they're doing. I don't know though, where if you get caught shoplifting at Whole Foods and Bloomingdale's, yeah. there's a couple I mean, of places those, that have this article. program. We found it in this late article where if you get caught shoplifting, they say, hey, you're caught. However, we can either call the police or you can give us $320 and commit to taking an online class that, you know, convinces you not to steal again. And, like, they also mentioned maybe gives you some skills about, like, writing a resume. Um, (laughs) And it's, like, it's a Utah-based company and this private company, like, makes makes the money. And I think that's, okay, it's kind of just weird. But it's also interesting because it keeps people out of prisons or, like, out of it's the out police the system, system or court system and takes it into, like, private yeah, private that's, handling. That's interesting. That, yeah. That could
0: be, yeah, that could, I could think of a lot of reasons why that could be wrong. But I, I, yeah. you know, that's a steep fine for someone shoplifting. Yeah.
2: Depend, especially depending I, on what you were trying to thief and why, or
0: yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's better than having a record. I don't know. Yeah,
2: and if and they said like they say when you are confronted with these options, they say if you believe you're innocent, you should go to court and contest this. But if you think you're guilty, like here's an out that's cost three hundred twenty dollars. So that was an interesting find. We still. Did you find something, Nika, about when you steal from a Whole Foods, who is personally financially liable?
1: Well, that's why I wanted to know if they were a franchise because if they were a franchise, whoever owned that location would feel that loss. But I wanted to yeah. know who feels the loss when you steal from Whole Foods,
2: and what amount of money have they f- like factored in as an accepted loss, so like well, yeah like- we think we're gonna lose okay
1: we can't steal from amazon really (laughs) you you know you can order something and tell someone that it was stolen off of your porch and i have heard that you know there's a certain point where they'll stop reimbursing you for stolen packages but like you know they don't how can you tell if something was stolen or not they just have to trust the customer is telling the truth but, like, you can yeah. steal from Whole Foods. Like, you know, it's a physical company. You can. And I just was really curious because our parents own a retail store. They feel it when people steal. It's, yeah. you know, they they feel the loss. What ha- You know, who feels it? Is it Amazon? So I was – and I couldn't figure it out. I just couldn't – there was no amount of research I could do where I could know what happened. But Amazon can deal with a ton of loss. They – like I brought up before – when you return something to Amazon, they don't really try to resell it. They pretty much just throw it in the trash. Like, they can deal with loss. So, I don't know where where I'm really going with it except, like, <laughs> you know, steal from Whole Foods.
2: So. <laughs> Here's a direct action to take against direct Amazon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But don't, and, and maybe cut that from the podcast. It. Yeah. <laughs> It'd
2: yeah. be horrible yeah. if people stole from Whole Foods as a way to boycott yeah. Amazon. Yeah. <laughs>
0: just kidding. We don't want anyone to... <laughs>
2: We don't want anyone don't to want face anyone these to the option of having to pay three hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Don't yeah. But anyway, we had a funny analogy. So the thing that happened that's so bothersome to me about Whole Foods is that it turned in it turned from something that seemed so wholesome into something that's really corporate and disgusting to me. And it reminded me of the analogy of thrifting versus shopping at urban outfitters. So When you go to a thrift store, you're buying something that would be saved from the landfill. The thrift store usually donates money to a charity. Like, you really are doing something good when you go to a thrift store. Environmentally and on a social
0: level. Also, I'm pretty sure that, like, Goodwill, like, the actual Goodwill stores, you can take, this might only be in California, you can take uh, anything with a cord, and they say they'll uh, responsibly dispose of it for you if they can't. Uh, reuse it so i think that's great actually do that but like that is definitely needed so
1: yeah Yeah. anything anything that you can get out of the landfill and into something else like a piece of art or recycle it is really important but you can also get the same appearance of thrifting by shopping at Urban Outfitters, <laughs> where you're paying, like, $50 for a t-shirt that has holes in it and says Rolling Stones or whatever. But you've actually supported, like, slave labor, possibly,
2: or... But usually they're made of new materials and maybe have sweatshop labor to make them. And shopping at Urban Outfitters doesn't require any of the research or understanding of the article, like a band tea, for instance, which you'll where not even realizing it's where it's from.
1: Yeah, someone has already decided for you what your interest is when you shop at a store like that. And And that's what happens at Whole Foods, too, is you don't understand why you're shopping there anymore, where it used to be that you're trying to support... A local thing or something that's environmentally friendly or something grown without pesticides, where now you're just doing it so that you can like carry a Whole Foods bag and look like an elitist snob. <laughs> what has happened to Whole Foods reminds me of it's like you're having the appearance of being healthy and shopping at a local health food store, but really you're just shopping at Amazon. And that's what's so disappointing about right. Whole Foods to me.
0: Yeah. I I was going to say the thing that I appreciate about like health food stores isn't necessarily like, like I don't know how much I buy into the idea of like a whole food, you know, like there's unhealthy food for sure. But like, anyway, I'm not sure how I feel about nutritionally what if whole foods is that much better, but I like their variety and it sounds like Amazon, you know, the variety that you find at Sprouts or natural grocers or whatever you know yeah, or that's that the that's thing is, like those
1: places yeah or that the thing is organic and not grown with pesticides or that it's from a small local thing instead of a huge corporation yeah yeah
2: you can feel like yeah. you have this ethical standing and environmental consideration or stewardship and that just isn't true because it's just another branch of amazon who does horrible
0: right things for profit yeah. wow no that was great um that hour thing that I looked up uh, Costco, which is considered a pretty. I hate going there; like it's like a nightmare. But, but it sounds like it's a pretty good place to work. Right. And they pay. Amazon has that fifteen dollars minimum wage. Um, Costco employees start like a little bit below that, but I'm I'm not aware of them not providing. Full time hours for employees. So. I've Costco heard they... I've heard is
1: a great place to work. It starts at yeah like thirteen fifty to fifteen an hour, and then like managers are mm-hmm. paid like forty an hour. It, and everyone has yeah. benefits. Yeah, it seems like a good place.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like it's time for Bezos watch. So Yay. okay, as of November fourteenth, twenty twenty, Jeff Bezos's net worth is one hundred and eighty four billion. He sold 998,800 shares of Amazon stock, for about $3 billion worth during election week. Uh, this was a scheduled sale related to insider insider trading regulations. In total, he has sold about $9.5 billion uh, worth of stock this year. And now remember that J- uh, Bezos promised to donate $10 billion to combat climate change. Speaking of climate change, ski season is coming up quick. One of my favorite resorts, it's uh, Grand Targee in Wyoming. It's scheduled to open on November 20th. Uh, they are tentatively planning to close on April 20th, or 420, and that is a 152-day ski season. Now, I don't know if Jeff Bezos skis, but I bet he does because he's rich, and I bet he sucks at it. <laughs> if, he skied, if he skied every day of every ski season and he paid full lift price every time he went to Grand Targee, he could afford to ski for the next 11,752,682 ski seasons, plus three months of an additional one. If he planned ahead and got a season pass, that would cost him uh, $1,299 until he turned 65 in 2029. And then after 2029, he'd qualify for the senior discount uh, and he could ski for another two hundred oh and forty eight million nine hundred and eighty five thousand and ninety nine <laughs> ski seasons. Now there's no chance that his measly ten billion will combat climate change enough for Targi to have snow uh, probably much by the end of the beyond the end of the century. but we can hope and uh, he
2: will have died well before he's able to ski all these seasons, <laughs> so he'll just build a little robot to ski for him down all of these. <laughs>
0: Like, yeah, his head can (laughs) exist in a robot. Yeah. Classic He can ski for, yeah, until the sun engulfs the earth. But now, are you ready for a a Bezos fact?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. All right. I was trying to look up if Jeff Bezos could ski. (laughs) (laughs) I was reading about his hobbies. So, Okay. Jeff Bezos spends his spare time searching for discarded NASA rocket boosters at the bottom of the ocean.
1: What?
2: He once spent <laughs> <laughs> weeks in a recovery
0: vessel with a remote-controlled submarine searching for Apollo mission parts in the Atlantic.
2: Like, for he, fun or he to he sell on, on
1: eBay? This. Hold on, he has a little underwater drone thing to look for these? Or? I don't
2: know.
0: Apparently he goes with a team. I'm not sure how much he actually is in charge of this or if he just... Helps fund it and goes along with these like maybe research missions. Well, I'm envisioning something
1: like the movie The Titanic when they <laughs> have the little robot that goes down <laughs> into the Titanic and like goes through all of the rooms for them. That <laughs> he's using something like that to find. Yeah, him. that's what I envisioned yeah. also.
0: <laughs> well, James Cameron is a big like like nerd like submarine nerd and he like he's himself gone down in a submarine and that's probably why he made Titanic. Sure. He likes that kind of thing. But, so, but when I first read this, I thought he was actually going himself to the bottom of the ocean in submarines. And I was jealous. I, I used to work on a Navy base and I, I spent a f- fair bit of time trying to think of an excuse to go in a submarine and, uh, never happened. And apparently one of my great grandpas, who was an engineer, he tried to get onto a sub in World War II and he never got to. And I'm, I'm disgusted that my family has this submarine curse. We'll never get to ride in a submarine. And Bezos currently has one of the best excuses in the world to do it, and he won't. And it's because he's a coward. Yeah. So that's your Bezos fact. Wow. <laughs> Time for reviews. Yes,
1: yeah, this is my favorite part.
0: Oh, it's the best. <laughs> so um, I asked if you both had a favorite uh, movie from when you were kids, and you knew a ton about it. Mm-hmm. And you sent me a list. Titanic was on the list. Yeah, we talk about but, Titanic
1: uh, way too often.
0: I've never seen it. Are oh, you kidding shit. me? <laughs> it, it's worth a watch, for but sure. But I have seen Matilda, so I went with that. Oh, good. I That's um, a good one. And so these reviews are based on, they're not reviews so much as uh, IMDB, which is owned by Amazon, so turn your ad block if you're going to use imdb
1: wow i didn't know that they
0: uh it's based on their goofs so this is a goof trivia quiz i guess okay we'll see how much you know and the thing about goofs is you don't even know if they're actually accurate to what's in the movie but i'm gonna have you guess which is the real goof of these which is actually on imdb (laughs) so three options a While Matilda cooks the pancakes, they look burnt. As they land on the plates, after being cooked, they look fine and light-colored. Then B. On Matilda's first day of school, in the car and walking through the gates, she is holding a book. When Matilda enters the playground, she is no longer holding it. And C. When Matilda is seen as a baby, the baby playing her has blue eyes. Mara Wilson, who plays Matilda through most of the movie, has hazel eyes. Which... There's actually two real and one fake in this.
2: Okay. Well, here's a, we both think it's B and C, but I have something to say about C is that that can really happen is when you're born you have really light colored eyes that can darken, mm-hmm. like you see it in kittens really often. Anyway, so yeah. B- well, that's
0: the great thing about IMDb goofs is no one who writes those knows that. <laughs> <laughs> so. We guess B and C. You guess that those are the real goofs. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's A and B. <gasps> Oh. the pancakes do look burnt according to this goof writer we got to the last it. one and i <laughs> looked at the picture of the baby and it looks like the baby has hazel eyes or brown eyes or something oh. i couldn't tell but we have to watch lie, we baby. watch matilda that's...
2: yeah you really poked holes in yeah. our like uh commitment to <laughs> this ex- we'll
0: i'll take any excuse though <laughs> if any of these ruin matilda for <laughs>
1: that movie is <laughs> ruined. nothing can only. ruin matilda
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right i got another uh, set of two real one fake goof okay a the trench balls cake has two layers in some shots and three layers in others b the trench balls cake appears to be about one and a half feet wide and a foot tall there is no way bruce could eat that cake and c In the assembly hall, when Bruce Bogtrotter is walking up to the front of the room, Lavender turns to Matilda to say, he lives on my block. Matilda says something in return, but there is no sound. So, two real, one fake.
2: So, B is like, if somebody listed that. Also, it's
1: in the book. And it's magical. Like, that's a
2: magical thing about it. It's like, yeah, he can't eat that cake. And he does. That's why it's magical. Like, no (laughs) one can eat that much cake. So, did they? If they list that as a goof, that's BS. Yeah.
1: So I think it's A and C are the real goofs. Those could be real goofs. Yeah.
0: Oh, you're right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. B is the one I made up. Uh, A, where it says two layers and three layers, I didn't. I watched that scene on YouTube, and it looked like it had three layers the whole time. And I think maybe what this person thinks is that Bruce had eaten the top layer off of the cake oh, by maybe. the end, and so it just says anyway. So is uh,
2: goofs. Goofs is just another word for like continuity. Yeah. They're...
0: Well, so they have continuity. They have anachronisms. They oh, have, sure. Um, okay. And even people put on like things that characters wouldn't do. Like the goof writer would know that. But right. Like out of anyway, out of character. It's like or... crowdsourced. Like I said, the the two layer, three layer thing. I don't even know if that's accurate.
2: <laughs> well, we'll we'll report like, back. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Good. <laughs> so B the apparently it was like 18 inches wide. I tried to find out exactly how big it was. It, it's like a foot tall. It looks huge. And yeah like, it's a huge cake. So I looked up what the density of cake is and it's like <laughs> it's like about 0. 0.2 grams per cubic centimeter and so the cake would weigh like about 22 pounds. Oh my god. So, That makes sense. And, like, what's
2: a child's stomach capacity and, like, weight (laughs) ratio to a 22 pound kid? But, I mean,
0: as you pointed out, that's not a goof. It's supposed to be ludicrous. Yeah, it's part of the story.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. I have two more, but these are, this is a different challenge. It's uh, a fill in the blank. So, it's an anachronism, apparently, from the movie. uh, And there's uh, one blank here. Uh, it is stated that miss Trenchbull competed in the olympics in shot put javelin and blank according Mm -hmm. to her jersey those were the 1972 olympics the blank wasn't added as an olympic event for women until the year 2000
1: i think it's shock putting
0: uh shot put was one that apparently wasn't anachronistic so shot put javelin oh the last
1: one Damn, cause we had shock put and javelin, I can't it remember. It wasn't
2: long jump. Ja- long is, jump? Is it the no, is it like jump? shuff no. What's the one where you throw it on the ice? Curling? That's no, not that's me. not Olympic. I
1: don't long I don't remember what it was. I can't remember either. I knew shock putting and javelin.
0: Yeah. Archery?
1: Archery, that would make sense.
0: That's a good guess. Um, but it's hammer throw. So. Uh, okay. Yeah.
2: So the other two were yeah. men only? All of them were uh, men only? So
0: apparently they did have women events. I mean, according to this goof, if it's accurate, they had women shot put in javelin prior to, or back in 1972. Right. But they didn't have hammer throw for women until 2000. Well, mm. in
2: defense of the story, it would be funny if she participated in the men's hammer throw as a comment on that, the Trench Bulls character. <laughs> yeah I think she, maybe that's what she they're was doing. So think she wants, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they' like they like they even let her compete in the men's, mm-hmm. but anyway
0: right. oh, she's a she's a badass. The second one is also something that might not be a goof like it might have been intentional to say something about the characters. but anyway, there's one blank here. It's actually filed under incorrectly regarded as goofs on IMDB. So at the end of the film, Matilda's family moves to blank to escape the FBI. That wouldn't do much good since Blank is U.S. territory and the FBI has jurisdiction there. In some way, though, it might not be considered a mistake, since the movie establishes early on that Harry and Zinnia aren't the brightest bulbs in the box. Maybe they didn't know they'd still get caught. Since Matilda never sees them again, she might think they got away, like the narrator says.
1: No, the Cayman Islands. where did they go? Shoot, it's not the Cayman Islands. U.S.
0: territory.
2: I don't know enough Territories.
1: (laughs) Man, we need to re-watch what's yes. damn it. It's not the Cayman <laughs> Islands, I think that's French territory, but that's why is that coming into my mind?
0: That's where our smart people would go. I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah, Harry and Zinnia are not smart.
2: It w- I mean, it wouldn't be Puerto Rico. No. Because that's too obvious. I don't, I don't remember them saying that. I don't know, I give up.
0: So, it's uh, Guam. Wow. <laughs> We're going to Guam. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. that's
2: awesome. I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't aware so. of this goof section, and it's kind of it's kind of adorable. Um,
0: yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> not to comment,
2: it's, i don't know, compliment IMDb, but. I think we would have done a lot
0: better on Titanic (laughs) trivia. Oh, yeah. If I had seen that, I probably would have gone with that because that was the first one on our list. I bet you
2: there's a lot of anachronisms in Titanic. Oh, so many. I'm sure it's (laughs) riddled.
0: (laughs) Leonardo DiCaprio wasn't born until 1976. They
1: have all these paintings on the Titanic that still exist in museums. She's like buying Picasso and oh, Degas probably, like, paintings, and she has them. them in her room. I
2: don't know. Oh. Yeah. She
0: didn't. She didn't save them. She was. <laughs> no on, she was was drowning. Anyway, <laughs> is it not super corny? Like, oh, it is corny. The corniest movie, like which is,
2: movie. is why we love it so much. It yeah, really pulls yeah. your heartstrings about this. Song. I've but it's never also good. It's like movie. full of action and like some. Some like aristocratic yeah. drama and There's like the underdog American oh, underdog like makes nude his way portrait nude meaning. portrait drawing, sexy <laughs> car scene like yeah. it's got the works.
0: Uh, yeah, Matilda doesn't have any of that. No. Yeah, it's <laughs> got some magic though, which is cute. <laughs> well, this yeah. is fun.
1: Yeah, thanks.
0: Yeah, thanks well, for doing I that. really appreciate you doing the that Whole Foods report. I didn't know a lot of that stuff. So thank you, Nika, for joining us.
1: Yeah, I just want to reiterate how much I'm disappointed in that I don't feel comfortable shopping at Whole Foods anymore. Like, I just used to have this peace of mind shopping there that I felt like I was shopping somewhere that was supporting good behavior and ethical farming practices, and now I just don't. And Yeah, it's disappointing. But, yeah, you're welcome. I thought it was fun. It was interesting research. I, I learned a lot. There was a lot I didn't know. And um, Natalie wants me to mention that uh, we've been sponsored today by Terra Toys. It's a toy store oh. in Austin, Texas that happens to be owned by our family.
2: And they recently cool. started offering shipping at terratoys.shop if you want to do some non-Amazon holiday shopping at a legit locally owned small business in Austin, mm-hmm. Texas.
0: And your, your parents make some of this stuff, too, don't they? They do.
2: Our dad
1: still hand makes some wooden toys. He makes a really cool labyrinth that has a magnetic marble that moves through the, ma- the labyrinth as sort of a meditation.
2: It's so awesome. It's my favorite toy.
1: And they make mm-hmm. a couple other... Um, artistic little things he makes these funny wooden eyeballs that look around the room and
2: he makes rain sticks <laughs> they have an art gallery
1: that shows children's art and adult art it's really sweet you can buy like eight dollar drawings by people in fourth grade
2: and yeah, it's really cute it's that's, adorable that's
0: <laughs> awesome but yeah nika up top you said you were an artist do you have uh, like a venue where you sell stuff or anything like that that you'd like to plug
1: yeah, well, you could follow me on Instagram at N-E-E-K-A-Z. And I have a website where I sell prints and original paintings. And I also do murals, so... What's your website called? It's my full name. So neekaallsu dot com, And I also do commissions, but... And they're fantastic, I would say. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank you both for having me, and I hope that you'll have me back.
2: Oh, absolutely. we'd love to. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. This was really fun. I'm Natalie Alsup-Edwards, and this has been Prime Evil Podcast. You can find us um, on the internet, wherever you find your podcasts. And we also have a Patreon,
0: Patreon.com slash prime underscore evil. Oh, Alexa!